At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. Knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Welcome to Season 7, Episode 174 of the North American Outdoors Podcast. My name is Heidi Rayo, and I'm coming to you from the great state of Texas. Summertime is one of the best times to get outdoors. Whether you are from a large city, small town, or rural country, it is important to plan ahead before any road trip. One of the best parts about taking a road trip is seeing the different landscape and different wildlife that exists at your destination. Wildlife watching appeals to everyone, whether you're a bird watcher or a camper, to a hunter in the off season. This is a great time to get outdoors to observe wildlife in their natural habitats, watching their movement and behavior patterns, and capturing the moms raising their young who were born just a few months earlier. Bears are coming out of hibernation, elk are calving, and deer are nurturing their fawns. There is an added advantage to those of us who are hunters. This is the time to get out to study wildlife tracks, scout habitats where game animals frequent, and learn the patterns and signs of wildlife in nature. It is especially important to do your research if you are traveling where wildlife are known to roam. Do your homework and study the areas that you will be traveling to identify what wildlife lives in those habitats. Even if you are familiar with what it's like living near wildlife, it is always a good idea to refresh your knowledge. One of the most visited national parks in the world is Yellowstone National Park. Yellowstone is located in northwestern Wyoming. Yellowstone is an incredible place to view wildlife. All the large mammals that were present when Yellowstone first became a national park in 1872 are still roaming the landscape today. These wildlife species include grizzly and black bears, wolves, mountain lions, elk, bison, pronghorn, moose, and bighorn sheep. Not to mention the hundreds of other species ranging from birds to small mammals, reptiles to amphibians, and all of the aquatic life. For these larger animals, there are rules in place to keep not only the visitor safe, but the wildlife safe as well. Wildlife is dangerous. Although many of the animals may look meek and mild, they are not. 
Wild animals are not pets. They are not domesticated nor tamed by humans, no matter how many people pass by them each and every day. There are strict guidelines in place to keep everyone and every animal safe. One of the most important rules strictly enforced in national parks is to never approach wildlife. If you are hiking or picnicking in an area and you see wildlife emerging nearby, leave the area safely. Pack up your gear and move further away from the potential wildlife encounter. Never follow or approach an animal to attempt to touch it or to try to get closer to take a picture. If you do happen to see wildlife, consider yourself lucky because this is what you came on your journey to do. There are things to do to stay safe and be a responsible visitor. In Yellowstone National Park, for example, bison, grizzly bears, black bears, and elk injure and kill people every year. It is for this reason these strict rules are in place. People must stay at least 100 yards away from bears and wolves and at least 25 yards away from all other animals, including bison and elk. You can capture some pretty amazing photos from these distances safely. While vacationing and traveling in these wildlife paradise areas, it may feel like you're getting off of the grid, and it also may feel like this might be a sanctuary. It is definitely not a place to let your guard down. Remember, when you are enjoying the great outdoors, you are entering the world of the wildlife predator. Large wildlife predators can be encountered in almost every part of North America. Being aware of their presence is crucial to avoiding a deadly situation. Outdoor enthusiasts should be knowledgeable about the main wildlife predators that you will encounter at your destination. It is quite possible that you could encounter several of these wildlife species all in the same day. Just because you may feel like you're off the beaten path and in a sanctuary of a place, it is not a zoo and definitely not a petting zoo. It is possible that these wildlife predators could absolutely pose a threat to your life. You should know where they live, how to avoid them, what to do if you see one, and how to stay safe in entering their world. Learn about each of the wildlife species before you go to that location. So for example, if you are traveling in an area that there will be bears, learn a little bit about the different types of bears that you may encounter. The most common subspecies of black bear in North America is the Western black bear. In the southern United States, you will find the Florida black bear and the Louisiana black bear. Some states, like Texas, are fortunate enough to have two species. In the eastern parts of Texas, you can find the Louisiana black bear, and in the western part of Texas, you can find the western black bear. The rarer glacier black bear is found in a small part of Alaska. The black bear prefers a habitat with abundant cover. This cover is relative to the geographic region in which it lives. 
In the eastern United States, that cover could be thick stands of timber or swamps. In the western United States, it is found in high elevations in stands of pine or aspen trees. In the southwestern United States, the black bear inhabits areas with sparse vegetation, utilizing large stands of prickly pear cactus. Male black bears can obtain a weight of up to 900 pounds, but rarely do they exceed 500 pounds. Females weigh between 120 to 300 pounds. When standing on its hind legs, these bears can reach a height of over 8 feet tall. The brown bear is the most widely distributed bear in the world. The brown bear has 14 different subspecies ranging from Europe, North America, and Northern Asia, with a historical range in North Africa. There are two subspecies of brown bear in North America. The most well-known is the grizzly bear, and the second subspecies is the Kodiak, or coastal brown bear. The historical range of the brown bear in North America consists of the western part of the United States from Alaska, most of Canada, southward to northern Mexico, and eastward into Texas. The current range of the brown bear is the extreme northern part of Canada, Alaska, and the northwestern states such as Wyoming, Montana, Idaho, and Washington. Alaska is home to 98% of brown bears in the United States and 70% of these large wildlife predators in North America. Brown bears prefer an open range with a clear and unobstructed view. They like open spaces between timber lines and these predators can often be encountered above the timber line on the open tundra of northern Alaska or western Canada. In its southern range, grizzly bears can be found in thick pine forest. They try to avoid the dense undergrowth that the black bears prefer. Male grizzly bears can obtain a weight between 500 pounds to the extreme weight of 1,500 pounds. Females range between 400 pounds and 600 pounds. Kodiak or coastal bears range between 500 pounds to the extreme weight of 2,000 pounds. When a brown bear stands on its hind legs, it can reach between 10 to 12 feet tall. In extremely large bears, they can reach up to 15 feet high. Most encounters occur between sunset and sunrise. Bears are omnivores, so anything that smells like food can potentially attract bears. When camping, the only thing that should ever go into your tent is you and your sleeping bag. Everything else, especially food, toiletries, and trash, needs to be hung in a bear bag high off the ground between two trees or in a designated bear box. If you are in black bear country, Hang your bear bag at least 10 feet off the ground. If you are in brown bear country, hang it at least 15 feet off the ground. When camping in the back country, it's very important to remember to cook at least 100 yards away from your camping area. Clean up any ground and dirt that is contaminated by spilled food, and especially if you are hunting, 
all game should be hung in the bear bags at least 100 yards away from your camp. The idea is containing all smellable items to one area, which is away from you and away from your campsite. When hiking through the woods, fresh bear sign, such as tracks and scat, is an indication that bears are in the area. Claw marks on trees, a nearby trout or salmon run, or a fresh kill can also indicate that bears are nearby. You should always hike with a buddy and make noise so that you do not surprise a bear along the trail. This can be hard to do if you are hunting, so rely upon your sixth sense. If something does not seem right, it probably is not. Always be on alert when in bear country. If you do encounter a bear, avoid making eye contact, and whatever you do, do not run. Running can cause a bear to instinctively attack. Make as much noise as possible and try to appear larger than life as you slowly back away the way you came. Climbing a tree to avoid a black bear is not advisable because of their hooked claws. Their claws are ideally adapted to climb trees and they can quickly overtake you. Brown bears are not very good at climbing but they are so large that when they stand on their hind legs, they could easily reach you if you stop on a branch too low to the ground. Make sure that you are at least 12 to 15 feet off the ground up the tree. A bear will typically only attack if it is looking for a food source or defending itself or its cubs. If an attack is imminent, be prepared for a fight. Ideally, you should Always have bear spray readily available and on your person and a firearm as a backup. Depending on the environmental conditions, you may have to resort to your firearm as your primary defense. If either a black bear or a brown bear are following you along a trail, they are probably looking at you as a food source and you are going to have to fight. If a black bear attacks, punch, kick, Fight, scream, and do your best to stay upright. If a brown bear attacks, try to protect your neck and your vitals and make as much noise as possible. If a bear is defending themselves or their cubs, get as far away from the area as you can, backing slowly away, and hopefully the bear will perceive the threat has stopped and leave you so they can go back to nurse their wounds. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal, develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super-fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. 
feeding is another issue that comes up when observing wild animals. Never feed wild animals. Human food is bad for wildlife since they cannot digest processed foods. If you offer them natural food, they become dependent upon humans as a food source. Not only is it wrong to feed wildlife, but it is also illegal in many states, regardless if you are at a national park, a state park, or on private property. For example, in Texas, it is illegal to feed an alligator anywhere in the state. Furthermore, if a wild animal is fed by humans, they may soon become desensitized to people and start approaching humans and become aggressive. They may lose their natural fear of humans. Never feed small mammals or birds. For the larger animals, if this occurs, a conservation officer or a ranger may have to either trap and relocate the animal or dispatch the animal to remove it from the population to prevent future human encounters. There is a saying, a fed animal is a dead animal. Many animals increase their movement in the early mornings and late evenings. This is the time of day when the temperature is generally cooler and wildlife is most actively moving about, caring for their young and feeding. Oftentimes, other visitors are attentive to these behavioral patterns and are on the roadways with you and are searching for wildlife to view and to photograph. In national parks, it is illegal to spotlight wildlife by viewing them with the use of artificial light. It is also illegal to call or use calling devices to attract wildlife, such as howling at the wolves, bugling at the elk, or making bird calls of any kind. It is also illegal to use any type of electronic equipment, such as drones, to track wildlife while in national parks. If you see an animal and wish to spend some time watching it and photographing it, find a safe place to completely pull off the road. Most national parks have a white line on either side of the road, and the rules state you must have all four tires fully to the right of the white line if you are pulling over. Many roads have designated pullouts and parking areas where you can safely view wildlife. Always be aware of other drivers since most everyone around you will also be looking at that same wildlife. It is not uncommon to have someone in front of you all of a sudden slam on their brakes if they see something in the distance. Make sure you keep a good distance that you can stay safe and stop before you end up in their back seat. Be courteous of others who are nearby. If you are enjoying the scenery or trying to capture that perfect photo, be aware of others who are doing the same. Keep talking to a whisper and noises to a minimum. Avoid slamming car doors and locking your vehicle with the audible beep or honk that your car makes. If there is cell service where you are located, keep your phone on silent or vibrate. People often like to take videos and there is nothing more irritating than having someone else's voice or cell phone ringing over your perfect recording. 
knowing what to look for to predict any unintended encounter with a wildlife predator can mean the difference between a tragedy and an enjoyable outing. Gain an understanding of large wildlife predators. By doing so, a life and death situation can be avoided. By never letting your guard down, even when you feel like you're in the most perfect of a place to view wildlife, whether you're on vacation or if you're just traveling through, wildlife are still dangerous and they are very unpredictable. Learning the biology and the ecology of these animals remains constant. Whether these animals live out into the forest, the woods, or in a national park, a bear is a bear is a bear. So if you understand the biology of animals, how they exist in certain areas, what their preferred habitat is, what their preferred food source is, you can not only be aware that when you do enter those types of areas where those animals can and do live, you may get the treat of a lifetime by being able to watch them in their natural habitat. It's very important to stay aware and stay alert because sometimes you might be watching wildlife ahead of you, but take the time to look over your shoulder every now and again and make sure that wildlife is not watching you. Wildlife is here for everyone to enjoy. Those who abuse that privilege not only risk their own safety, but the safety of the animal, and they rob others of the enjoyment of viewing these magnificent creatures. When an animal is removed from the population because someone did not follow the rules, the next generation of that animal is lost. So be a responsible and a courteous wildlife viewer and make sure that you always follow the rules, not only safety rules to keep yourself and the wildlife safe, but know the rules of the location that you'll be and make sure that you stay on track to keep everyone safe. There is no better classroom than the outdoors, roaming the woods and waters and making memories that will last a lifetime. This is Heidi Rayo, and you have heard another North American Outdoors podcast. For more information, visit NorthAmericanOutdoors.org and follow me on Instagram at North American Outdoors. Have a great day. Spend your Saturdays with life on the water. Join Captain Brandon Simmons for fishing, diving, travel, and so much more. You want to succeed. You want to fish. You want to be one of the greatest. Oh, look at that thing, dude. Wow. <laughs> Let's see what kind of trouble we can get into today. Don't miss Life on the Water every Saturday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. <laughs> the destination for outdoor entertainment.